inside the lion's den with Dr. Will, where real men share true stories about life, love, and business. Now here's Dr. Will. Today I want to describe what the male-female relationship table actually is and why it's the man, not the woman, who is the table. Whenever modern women are asked, what do they bring to the table? Their typical answer is... I am the table. You're the table? Period. Yes. Period. Women that try to claim that they are the table are too masculine. And notice the masculine energy coming from this little chick, okay? So since you have to eliminate your masculine energy and elevate your feminine qualities, then a real man will come along and propose to set the table for you. Now, why is the man the table and not the woman? Let's talk about it. Sisters, you don't have to worry about either being the table or bringing something to the table. See, the table is a place where bargains, agreements, and deals are made, all right? The truth about the relationship table is it is actually a marriage proposal. A true marriage proposal is a presentation of a business plan for the marriage that is being proposed. Contrary to popular belief, marriage is a business. The table is where two people sit down and the man delivers his plan or vision for what the marriage will be. The table is where he lays out plainly for a woman how he is going to take care of her and her children. And brothers, whenever a man makes a marriage proposal, he is setting the table with what he has to offer. However, before he makes an offer, he must have had a few job interviews or dates with a woman to determine whether she has the skills or qualities that will make her a good wife for him. Now, every woman was born with knowledge, gifts, talents, and abilities that equips her to help her husband build wealth. And guys, this is what women bring to the table. However, every woman does not have the knowledge, gifts, talents, and abilities that will be a good fit for every man. So a man can't pick a woman based that looks, looks nice to marry. He has to find a woman that is, is the right help me or the one who is suitable, proper, and fit for him. And remember, marriage is a business. So if your marriage proposal is a, a, a pledge to... Um, offer women love forever, that's not a real proposal. You have simply given her a love fantasy. Your proposal must include a pledge to love her forever, but it also must have a plan, vision, or mission for what your family is going to be and how you're going to finance it. The most important part of every business plan is a financial plan, right? And that's, it explains where the money will come from to finance it. So every business that is not funded properly dies or go out of business within the first five years. And a real marriage proposal then, ladies, should lay out how a man plans to provide financial security for your family and how he'll continue to take care of you if he loses his job. A man that's worth wearing, uh, marrying is one that has already set himself up for success and notoriety or has a written plan to achieve it. Now, no business proposal is real or tangible unless it is written and fully funded. And if his marriage proposal is not written, he's not serious about success and he's more likely to be an adult male rather than a real man. You see, a real man is one who strives to be independent financially and to have streams of income separate from his employer. And real men do this because they know that it's dangerous for a man to be dependent on another man to feed his family. See, real men have prepared themselves to weather any storm and they have a plan to still be standing at the end of the winning rain from a hurricane. And men that are not good at preparing and pro providing fruit like a tree I'm not worth marrying ladies, so they still have some growing and developing to do. 
Uh, Genesis chapter two, verses 16 and 17 says that the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat, but of the knowledge, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat of it for in the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. Now, in the beginning, God placed two trees in the midst of the Garden of Eden, right? And the word tree is being used in this scripture in the same context as when we are talking about the family tree. And 90% of preachers in America have no seminary training. Therefore, they don't know that these two trees in the garden were actually types of people. Jesus described them metaphorically as the wheat and the tare. And that's because they appear to be the same, but they're different. See, the Bible language makes them appear to be the same, but they are both because they're both trees, but they're not the same. Okay, one will give life and one will reveal the knowledge of good and evil. You see, once you begin to study the Bible thoroughly, you will see that God metaphorically refers to men as trees and wood repeatedly. Judges chapter nine, verses eight and nine, for example, says um, the trees went forth on a time to anoint a king over them. And they said to the tree, you reign over us. But the olive tree said to them, should I leave my fatness where with by me they honor God and man and to go be promoted over the trees? And Mark eight twenty four says, and he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. As a result of obtaining a PhD in biblical studies by studying the Bible four to six hours every day for several years, I've come to the conclusion that the trees in the garden were metaphoric olive trees. See, one was a regular olive tree and the other was an autumn olive tree. Now, if you examine the word olive syllabically, it is Olev representing the tree of life. And since eating the autumn olive is the opposite of what God wants us to do, you have to spell the word live backwards and then you will get the word evil representing the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The olive tree can be used for food and its properties are said to increase life and its colors are green representing natural life and black representing wisdom and maturity as a result of long life. And by contrast, the autumn olive tree has red fruit that is also edible and its color is probably why the fruit that Adam and Eve ate is described as an apple, right? The color red is often associated with the devil. And see, the autumn olive tree is like the devil because it is a threat to the natural ecosystem. And like a weed, it steals the majority of the soil nutrients from, from the plants around it and reduces their life cycle. And any plant that the autumn olive tree grows up around, it'll surely die. And while there are some animals that will eat autumn olives, there are no plant-eating animals and insects that are known to feed on the leaves. And brothers, the Bible likens men to trees because a man is similar to wood. Wood must be cut and shaped in order to become something useful. Then it must be put in proper position so that it, it can be used uh, in the purpose for which it was shaped. And see, a log that was shaped into a beam cannot be used as a bat, and neither can a bat be used as a beam. So once wood is, is placed in the purpose that it was shaped for, it becomes valuable and can be bought or sold. And see, a man is, some, is a uh, symbolic representation of wood. He has no value until he is shaped into something useful. And once a man is shaped and placed in the purpose for which he was shaped, he'll become valuable and then he can generate wealth because his value can be bought or sold. Now, if this man received the training on how to increase his value, it would be akin to overlaying the table for his marriage proposal with gold. OK, he and the next man's tables are both made from the same wood. However, overlaying his wood with gold increases his value and, and as uh, uh, as a marriage prospect for women. Now, when a man brings a woman to the table to make his proposal, he has to show her his money or bread as proof that he can finance the marriage. And the perfect example of a table overlaid with gold is the table of showbread in the tabernacle of God. 
See, it was made out of wood and covered in gold and had fresh bread placed on it over that, which symbolizes abundant wealth. Now, the showbread table itself was a symbolic representation of a natural man covered with the spirit or power of God. And in its natural shape, the wood will rot over time, but the gold overlay not only protects it from the elements, but increases its value. See, the gold not only makes the wood more valuable, but less perishable. And this is why men that have built their life and family on a proper, not bogus spiritual foundation are wealthier and live longer. And the problem with most guys between the ages of 18 and 45 today is they have been conditioned to reject religion. Therefore, they have no spiritual foundation. And that is why they have a hard time becoming as successful as they should be. And brothers, contrary to popular belief, we are not human beings. Okay, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. The power that we garner to become successful comes from a spiritual source. And this is why every Fortune 500 company and every wealthy family is built on a spiritual foundation. Any man that wants to be wealthy and lead his family successfully must lay a spiritual foundation to build his life on. And he must govern his life by spiritual principles. And this works for every man who works it, whether he believes in God or not. See, Jesus said that God sends rain on the just and the unjust. And he also said that the children of the world are wiser than the children of light. And see, Jesus said that because the children of the world are more likely to govern their lives by spiritual principles. Therefore, the children of the world become wealthier and more successful in this world than the children of light. If today's modern men had more spiritual training, they would understand that when it comes to marriage, the table is a communion table. See, the union of two people in marriage puts them in communion or in common union. And that's because the word communion is comprised of the words common and union. So the place where the union of marriage begins is in agreement or in the union of minds at the table well before a couple seals the deal with a, wearing, uh, with a wedding ceremony. And there's a lot more that you can learn about this, brother, by taking my master class. All right? Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Real Men, True Stories with Dr. Will. If you would like to be a guest on the show, you can go to drwillenterprises.com, click the Appointments tab, and book an appointment under Zoom interview on the best Tuesday or Thursday available for you. Please join Dr. Will on Patreon at patreon.com slash drwillspeaking, where you can catch up on missed Real Men, True Stories podcast episodes, access exclusive videos, receive free downloads, and members-only merchandise. We'll see you next time in the lion's den, where you will hear true stories from real men.